0: I'm Anahi, award-winning U.S. and European certified floral designer, entrepreneur, and your host to Viva La Floral Live podcast. If you are a florist, floral farmer, floral business owner, or simply a floral enthusiast, you are in the right place, my friend. We help you by providing insights through industry professionals, their stories, and useful tips. We bring you the art and business of flowers. Welcome to the show. Hey there, welcome back to Viva La Flora Live podcast, and we are on episode number 31. So today's guest is rather special. It's a co-podcaster. His name is Scott Shepard. I'm sure some of you know, if you're listening to my podcast, I'm sure you're listening to Scott's podcast as well. If you're not, you should check it out. It's called The Flower Podcast. It is really good, really fun, really inclusive, and kind. Yes, if that makes any sense. But, you know, listen up. I've list- When I started doing podcasts or I decided to do podcasts, right? So, you know, I kind of like slept on it for too long and some other people, fellow friends came and started a podcast. So I started listening to those. And Scott's podcast is one of the ones that I started listening to and continue listening to. I love his guests. I love the angles. You know, through this industry professionals that he brings on board. And I think he's been a tremendous support for our floral industry. And it makes me so happy that there are multiple podcasts that are out there about this industry. You guys should check it out for sure. Now, before we dive into this episode, there's some really exciting news. Cannot wait to share. Okay, so first of all, have you heard of a clubhouse? If you haven't, DM me, I'll be happy to share. But what this is, essentially think of it as the biggest networking opportunity that there is, if that makes any sense, right? So, um, and it's all audio. It's basically this like live radio thing that's happening, and you sort of get to participate and network with this amazing people and make some crazy connections that you would have never made otherwise. Anyways, unfortunately, right now it is only open for people who have iPhones. So, for you, if you have an iPhone and not part of Clubhouse, want an invitation? dm me i have a few invitations that i can spare so i'm happy to share those okay at first i started sending out these invitations as i was getting them and then i realized you know let me just ask at least give it to the person that wants this so let me know and i will share my available invitations that i have i think i have two available right now and i'm sure i'll have more so just let me know and i'll share those with you some cool things that are going to start happening on uh starting from february we're going to actually start launching um some business episodes, right? So those are going to launch on Mondays and it's going to be co-hosted with me and my very good friend and business coach, Christy Lopez. We're going to talk business on Mondays and then we're going to come back around on Wednesdays, every Wednesday, four o'clock on Clubhouse. We're actually doing that now, but as the podcast happens, whatever the topic is for that week's business topic, we're going to come back on the Clubhouse and we're going to discuss even Harder, right. Not only um, the topic itself, but we're going to do a live Q&A. So you have an opportunity to ask your questions directly to me or Christy and just have an open conversation. Right. If there's anything to be said about that, I always say this is kind of the no BS business. Business talk. So it is called Let's Talk Business Wednesdays, four o'clock on a clubhouse. Hope to see you there. And the other exciting news that I've got going on, Florana Summit is back. Check out the links in the bio. If you go onto the Instagram page, Viva La Flora Live and click the links, it'll get you where you need to go. And so the summit's open or the registration is opening. And uh, it is first week of March. It is gonna be amazing. Check it out, and I'll come back with more details in our next episode about the Florona Summit. I promise. That's it with the fun stuff. Let's chat with Scott. Hey, Scott, welcome to Viva La Floral Live podcast.
1: Well, thank you so much. It's exciting to be here. I know I've been following your journey. Uh, into the podcasting and it's been great. So thank you.
0: So how is it to be on the other side of the interview? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is. It is often weird for me because uh, usually I get to ask a great question and then just kind of fasten my seatbelt and enjoy it, the conversation. But um yeah, it's fun. No, it's it is kind of fun and I enjoy it. And uh, again, thank you. I can't wait.
0: Well, thank you for being here. um I, I got to tell you, I, um, I've um i been, what, playing with flowers for about 10 years, right? And um, I have been an avid podcast listener since before, it, you know, everybody knew what a podcast was and really through my husband really more than anything else because he was all into, you know, podcasts and whatnot. Sure. So I listened to all kinds of dental podcasts and I've been wanting to find a good flower podcast. And there was absolutely nothing. I'm talking... I don't know, like seven eight years ago, like there was just nothing, right? So I tapped in. I'm like, okay, there's got to be something there. So I kept searching and searching. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should do one. So this was like five years ago when I said I should do one. And you do podcasts, you know how things go, right? I do. <laughs> like a I do. Job, right? So you're like, all right, I'm gonna do this. And then of course you cool your heels, you curl cool your heels, and then boom, there's this podcast that I just discover, and it's the Flower Podcast. I'm like, wait, what? So I started listening to the second I discovered. I'm so happy and thankful. And now there's so many others that are out there. You have no idea how happy it makes me. Like, I, like it literally makes my heart sing because there was a podcast about plumbing. I mean, for real. There was nothing about flowers. I'm like, how could this piece? So it just made me so happy. I love your podcast. I lis- I've listened to every episode, I think. A few of them twice, actually, because there were some really good ones in there. So, um, yeah, but you didn't start with this podcast thing and you've been in floral business for a while. So tell us a little bit about you.
1: Sure. Well, um, thank you for those kind words. And I kind of, I, I identify with a lot of what you said for sure. Um, I, I guess I would start off by saying that, um, I've always been into gardening. I've always been into flowers. I've always, my parents, uh, were not, you know, they liked a pretty yard, but they weren't into it. So they kind of just let me go do whatever I wanted to do. Um, and I, at some point decided that I wanted to get a degree in horticulture. And at the time, the school I was going Mm. to didn't offer a program. So I ended up doing biology there for a while. And then a window opened up, a door opened up, and I ended up transferring to UGA and getting my degree in horticulture. Well, the problem with that was Mm -hmm. that okay, so now this little world that I knew about all of a sudden got like 10 times bigger, right? Okay, so there's so many things in horticulture that are so cool. And and all of a sudden now I'm like, here is this gigantic buffet, international buffet of floristry, of gardening, of growing, of uh, garden set. I mean, landscape, I mean, all these things. And I'm like, I can't pick one. I really couldn't pick one. And so what ended up happening I thought to myself, I talked to my advisor, uh, a professor that I had that has actually been on my podcast, Alan Armitage, Dr. Alan Armitage, and uh, he's retired and has taken his show on the road. But um, anyway, and so... I'm like, I don't know what to do. And so we talked about it and and decided to line up these internships. And so there were different internships that I was looking into and applying for. Some were in vegetable gardening, some were in like a, a national garden, um, different places doing different things, teaching, just doing some stuff and just kind of seeing what really resonated with me. Well, literally a few weeks before graduation, uh, someone reached out to Dr. Armitage and said, you know, we're looking for a Hort student. Um, these are what we're looking These are the qualifications we're looking for. And he read down the list and he and I looked at each other. We just burst out laughing because it's kind of like everything described me perfectly, <laughs> but my name wasn't on it. That was the only thing that was missing. Right. <laughs> and so we ended up, um, I went like the next week and did an interview And uh, of course, within a week, found out that they wanted me to come work for them, and and the rest was history. and And they were a flower wholesale company. They did brokering, and we, you know, solicited business and we brokered flowers. And I never thought about floristry or the floral world at all, even with all these other choices, because Mm -hmm. in Georgia they didn't really emphasize that that much at that time. Now they do a little bit, but not like they did you know, back then it wasn't anything.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. And so, yeah, it was kind of crazy. And then I ended up taking a break for about a year and I uh, managed a garden center where I grew poinsettias and I grew perennials and I grew, Um, You know, grew a lot of different things for retail sales. And so I managed that, dealt with that. And then I got, then one day my phone rang and the company got bought out that I used to work for by another company. And they were like, do you want to come manage this national, you know, this, this region, regional uh, grocery store chain? Um, it's a huge grocery store chain, but, uh, you know, we need some wow. a salesperson that can kind of come in, who knows flowers, who's got experience that can kind of hit the ground running. And I'm like, sure. I was, I was kind of bored where I was at a little bit because working for a small family operation sometimes can be a challenge because you got uh family politics to deal with there a little bit. And so <laughs> I was like, I was ready to leave. And so Anyway, and I, I worked at that wholesale house for 26 and a half years. And so, uh I obviously found my sweet spot. I you know, I love the floral industry. Um and over that period of time, I just had the opportunity to just meet some of the most amazing designers, most you know, people that um, literally from all over the world that would come to atlanta and do shows or do their workshops or do different things and i, I just loved it and I, pretty much what i did there was most of my clients i had some retail floor so most of my clients were high-end wedding clients And so it was always fun just to kind of be, I kind of felt like I was part of their team and helping them pick flowers and source flowers and, and help manage that end of it for them. And, and like you, I I had this, um, well, you didn't probably have a commute, but I had this huge commute. And so I got into podcasting um, probably seven years ago, just listening more and more and more, maybe not that long ago, but like you kind of felt like, you know, I'm, every now and then I'd hear an interview with somebody that I knew and I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's so much more to this story than, you know, either their time allotted for, or maybe because I had a personal relationship with them. Maybe it was a little different, you know, they felt more comfortable to share certain things. And so anyway, so I just thought, you know, I'm talking to my family and I'm like, is this a crazy idea? And they were like, no. And we just finally worked it out. And so, Um, yeah, so we launched the podcast two and a half years ago and it's, it's, it's a lot of fun, as you probably know.
0: (laughs) My thing about that is when people go, but, but why this? I'm like, well, think of it this way. I now have an official excuse to get to talk to this amazing people and tell their story. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't trade it. So, yeah. I mean, I love it. I enjoy it. There's a lot, it's a lot of work, you know, it it is a lot of work, right? It, it really is. So if you don't love it, yeah, it, it, I cannot possibly imagine it It, it is happening, right? So, um, but at the end of the day, I think um, the payoff is so much greater and not monetary. I'm not talking about money, you know, just, just, just in general, right? That, that. I don't know. That personal connection yeah. that you kind of build with the guest, right? Yeah. Much like right now, you know, I've listened to your podcast. I feel like I know you, but it's such a different interaction. It's a lot more personal. Um and you never kind of know really where the conversation Indeed. leads sometimes. So you know, and and I've been surprised more times than <laughs> than I can count, I have to say. <laughs> Speaking of that, okay, to- total detour, but what was the most surprising interview that you've done that just completely oh, caught you off
1: guard? Wow. The most surprising interview. That's a great question. I'm trying to think. Um I um I think and I've mentioned this as someone's asked me before like what was my favorite and 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 I think and maybe it was my favorite because of that very thing that it was surprising. Um, and that was Gabriela Salazar. She, um, uh, her connection with flowers. Um, I'm so thankful that we were both at flower stock two years ago when it was still, you know, in person, um, our two flower stocks it wasn't two years ago, but a little over a year, but, uh, being able to do, see her do her, her workshop there. And then, uh, having this conversation with her. Uh, I don't know. She, it almost got emotional, which it really, for me, which it really wasn't an emotional conversation, but it was just, she's just such genuinely a nice person, which all my guests are nice, but it was just, it was the way she connected with her people, with her flowers in her her students. Um, it was very touching. I mean, and that, that did kind of catch me off, off guard just a bit. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I think that was probably the one that was one of the biggest surprises. Um, I don't know. Some of them, I I tell you, (laughs) one of the funnest ones I've had um, was with Putnam and Putnam, Um, Mikey and Derek. Mm -hmm. And so I um, (laughs) I, I had followed them for quite a while and I had been listening to their podcast, which I'm not sure if it's off now are on now and they kind of go back and forth and I would just sit in the car laughing my head off listening to their podcast because I, I mean it wasn't even flower related most of the time but it's
0: the guilty pleasure one yeah. <laughs> you got all you it's the unicorns do exist is that is that, is that what it was called yes yeah. I, I, Yeah, I, I just would listen to it. I'm like, am I listening to this? Why am I listening to this? But I love every second of this. Of course I'm listening to
1: this. It's kind of like Sex in the City, sort of. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. It's just, it was fun. Anyway, um, and I say that because I don't even think I've ever watched an episode of that, but just what I've heard. And it, it was just so fun. And um, uh, and of course, then I got to meet them because they were in Atlanta like a month later. And, and so, you know, first we're having this phone, you know, we did it over the, phone. And um, again, no one was using Zoom back then like we do now or, or you know, different programs. And so, um, but that was really, that was really fun and it was really great. And I really appreciated their transparency because sometimes it's like they can be all over the place and it was, it was just so much fun. It really was. And then to meet them like a month later uh, and it that was hilarious too. And so anyway, great fun.
0: That's great. So who do you want to interview that you haven't had a chance yet? And it's kind of one of those, I don't know, on the wish list kind of, you know.
1: Well, I guess we always have that wish list, don't we? That bucket list of people we want right, to interview. It never yeah, ends. it really does on ever end. Um, and then it's so funny. It's like every now and then I look back at my original list, and I'm like, oh, how exciting! I got to cross that. Like I forgot that person was on the original list. Right. Um, I think probably you know if she's listening. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> Let's hear it. drum rolls, please.
1: Now I have always wanted to interview Martha Stewart, and. Okay. Okay. And of course, big name. And I've reached out and I, of course, you know, there's a maze to get to her. And so I don't know. I did have the opportunity to uh, meet her um, lat, not um the summer of 2019 at a book signing and got to, you know, interact a little bit there. That was fun. Um, I think if you go back on my my Instagram feed cut flower scott you can see my picture with her and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff which you know you got to do right um, Right. but hey, you know. yeah she really had a huge influence on me though because really um like when her magazine uh was out was it was mm-hmm. it just because it, it had a lot of gardening it had a lot of flowers it had a lot of all that but when the wedding issues started I think gosh that's been over 10 years now maybe I don't don't know how long ago, Um, that really kind of opened my eyes to a lot more uh, that the floral industry could be a lot more than it was. Um, And I feel like it opened the door to a lot of other floral designers that now all of a sudden could be featured and elevate their work and be (laughs) in that publication. So anyway, I, I think... She's probably had an influence on my flower snobbery, if you will. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so, which I'm accused of from time to time, which I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. But I just, you know, I think it would be fun to interview her.
0: I feel like that would be a really fun interview. <laughs> at least every time I've ever seen her or in any other interview, she has a very dry sense of humor. Yeah. Of course, I know nothing about her of than what she lets out, right? right. So if Martha Stewart, if you're listening, <laughs> hey, Scott, if we reach out to you, you know they're listening, so you got to let me know at least, right?
1: That's right. That's <laughs> right. I'll do that. I'll be sure to let you know.
0: <laughs> oh, that's so funny. So how long have you been doing flowers altogether? together? Like,
1: you know, it's been over 30 years, um, altogether. I think, um, we, you know, it's funny when I, before I went to Georgia to get my degree in horticulture, I worked at a flower shop. Mm-hmm. Um, even then I worked in the greenhouses then, um, but right. this particular shop in Atlanta at the time, you know, can often won awards to be, you know, they were a big FTD shop. They were in the top 25 in the world, um, definitely right. in the U S and you know, they, you know, that, ranking fluctuates. And so that was sort of my back end experience of the world of floristry. Um, right. And so that was so funny that I would end up back in it. Um, and even those uh, now the owner and his wife that originally owned the shop has passed away and his son and his wife now run it. And it's been great to um, keep in touch with them. I run into them at the Mart every now and then and, um, and stuff. And so, yeah, it's just funny. Um, but Interesting. Yeah.
0: So, if I ask a five-year-old Scott, "What are you going to be when you grow up?" Definitely, flower podcaster or a grower or cultures wasn't going to be the answer. I'm sure. What would that be? Oh
1: my gosh, that is such an unfair question. <laughs> 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 I I think. Um, well, that age, I I had kind of grown up on a farm. Uh, Mm -hmm. my grandparents farm. And so um, I spent a lot of time there. And um, I, you know, it's so funny later in life, my grandfather and I would have these conversations. And I would, you know, these heart to heart talks, and he's kind of like, well, you shouldn't be surprised of your love of this at all. Because you know, you were playing in the dirt, you know, at a really young age, and um, you know, and the fond memories there. And so, I, I, I don't know that I would have thought I was going to be a farmer. I think the funny thing is, you know, if if I won the lottery or or something happened and I didn't have to work or didn't have to do anything, um, I would probably be a flower farmer. I mean, I, I genuinely love growing flowers and you know i've dabbled in it quite a lot over the years um, Mm -hmm. uh, on the side before we did podcasting when we went to doing podcasting there was no time to do it anymore so we stopped but um but yeah i probably i I don't know if i would have been a flower farmer but i i I just i don't know i guess i'd 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 have been in the dirt somewhere that's all i know
0: (laughs) (laughs) sounds like a Magical time, I have to say. I didn't grow up on a farm, but I visited my grandparents a lot. And I mean, my grandfather was a judge. My grandma was a teacher. So nothing that had to do with farming. Sure. However, they had a huge garden and they loved gardening. I mean, he, he raised bees. He had huge gardens and grew everything that there is to to grow. So I think mine comes from there as well, you know, not necessarily growing up in a farm, but every time I was there, like he would come in, take his suit out, and put on his, you know, rubber boots on and whatever and get in a dirt. And I was in a dirt every time I was there. So, you know, it's just kind of it's kind of interesting. So yeah, I don't know if I want to do flower farming necessarily because I'm a professional flower killer when it comes to growing them. Um I design.
1: There you go.
0: I try to keep them alive. You know,
1: sure,
0: but I haven't succeeded yet. You know, it's I'm a helicopter plant parent, if that makes sense. (laughs) you
1: know,
0: I just, yeah, sometimes I just do too much. And then I realized I just didn't need all that attention. When I, when I tend to leave them alone, they do really well.
1: Yeah. I realize that
0: I'm learning, you know, but so, so in about 30 years, roughly, right, doing, doing or dealing with flowers in some shape or form, you have seen. The wave change. I don't know. I want to say at least about four times in that time frame. So, what it was before, of course, you know, social media amplified everything that there is. Right. Obviously, Absolutely. the last ten years is very different than it was before. Even when I started, there was no social media flower interaction whatsoever. Um, but where do you see sort of the next wave? That may take this industry too?
1: That's a good question. I, I you know, if you'd asked me a question like this probably a year ago before the pandemic, I I, yeah. I would have probably I don't know how I would have answered it then, but I know now I would definitely probably have changed my mind a lot. You know, I feel like you know, there's such a trend for direct shipping or, you know, e-commerce platforms now for buying mm-hmm. flowers I, I think there's a good side of that and a bad side of that the good side i think is is now people have access to flowers that maybe didn't before or right. or or maybe a quality of flower they didn't before um right. i i know for example you know there's a lot of garden roses that are out there now that we can all get, you know, from our local wholesalers and things. Mm -hmm. Um, I always love, you know, one of our sponsors is grace rose farm and, and that is a different level that the average person doesn't probably get. And Mm -hmm. it's a little more delicate. It's, it's intensely fragrant, but it's, it's more accessible now. And I think that's the, that's a good thing that's kind of come out of it maybe. Um also, a lot of local farmers have found ways to connect to their community, whether you know since they may, maybe they don't have a market, maybe now they're doing CSAs or they're doing subscriptions right. or or through Instagram, or through social media. you know, they're connecting right. and, and having meetup points for things. Um, i I feel like in a way, that's also really great because that's getting our own domestic flower, um, sourcing lanes open and flowing and people are getting flowers. I think that's so important. Mm-hmm. I get a little concerned that we, we we lose the artistry of it in that mm. because you can't put that in a FedEx box and ship it really well, uh, right. which allows the opportunity for other people to maybe develop those skills. But mm. I don't, that's, that's kind of my one, I think the downside to that situation is the artistry but maybe that makes people appreciate you know when they go to the local florist or they go you know they're planning a wedding they understand now maybe now they'll understand the value that's brought to the table by that designer because it's hard work and a lot of times people don't see that there's a disconnect with that um -hmm. that comes from it um and so, from a trend from a trend angle or something like that, I'm not i you know I kind of feel like the trends we have right now aren't really gonna go away anytime soon um I feel like we're just gonna see better flowers, more flowers, higher quality flowers. I know mm-hmm. I was really excited one of our listeners who's actually been on our podcast um she she's just so sweet she sent me this morning this link to this YouTube channel and it's a guy that is it's not real public so they're working on this i guess behind the scenes so i i don't even know the inf- the, the information to share but he's been working 12 years on hybridizing these amazing sunflowers and Ooh. and i feel like there's things like that that are going to be coming and i feel like there's a lot more work being done in flowers the actual flowers which i guess is really right. one of my main passions is you know, you see like Aaron Benzekin and, and a lot of different people who are hybridizing flowers or, or calling out, you know, before we used to only be able to get assorted seed packs and now we can mm-hmm. get, you know, straight colors of certain sweet peas or straight colors of poppy right. or straight colors of, you know, certain flowers that are really popular for us that we like for the wedding industry. That's huge because, you know, before you know, only 10% would be that wonderful champagne color. And now now you right. can order a hundred percent that and plant it and grow. Right. So I, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if that really answers your question, but I feel like I'm excited about those things that are coming because I think that's gonna really impact the wedding industry and a lot of industry mm-hmm. and the florist industry if they'll embrace it to have these higher quality Local flowers and palettes that we just never imagined before. So,
0: right. Um, that's that's funny. You say that. Um, a, a local grower in our area, um, they uh, decided to do this poppy share, right? So, I, I'm part of this poppy share. So, we all sort of you know pitched in and bought 50 stamps pre bought 50 stamps of poppies of. All varieties, not Icelandic puppies, like this grays and muted oh, yeah. colors, roughly ones. So I've been looking through the website to choose, you know, my little muses, right? I was dying, salivating over these pictures and they're just stunning and talking about delicacy of the flowers. Like just, I know I'm going to have privilege to work with this flower for one day, literally one day. That's a lot of pressure mm-hmm. in June. I she's like, start designing. I'm like, oh snap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So but it that, that excitement, now will that ever make it into a wedding? Perhaps eventually when they become hardier, hopefully. Right. But um but I agree, there's definitely a new wave of colors and varieties that just we've never seen before. And I, I do find that absolutely exciting. It makes me kind of happy in a, in essence a that like when I go to grocery stores that I see, bot, um, what is that thing? Um, the Butterfly Ranunculus yeah. at our grocery
1: store. Really? I'm,
0: oh, yeah. I was so excited to see those. And when I was talking to a fellow flower friend and I'm like, oh, my God, did you know that, you know, Harris Theater has Butterfly Ranunculus? Like, three colors. This is crazy amazing, right? Now they're shorter than, you know, that you would get at the wholesaler, but nevertheless, it's something public has never seen, right? And they're relatively new for many florists till today. So, and she's like, well, that's not fair. Now, you know, they brought all these orchids in, now they're bringing all this stuff in. and I'm like, okay, listen, this is good because they're going to only be able to get this at like very limited time they haven't had it since then i mean it you know it's very short-lived kind of an experience but i think it brings that excitement of public you know in flowers right then they'll see designs with them that they cannot recreate so they'll come to you so it's yeah I, i have no idea where we're going honestly with all of this past pandemic right now but how are things in your area with all of this? pandemic and whatnot. I mean, you did work at a wholesaler prior, you know, how did they do? How do your local florists do? You know, did you kind of see a lot of flower shops kind of closing down and that kind of stuff? I mean, I'm not sure how things are in Georgia. Maryland's really weird right now.
1: Yeah, I think (laughs) everywhere is a little weird, at least. Um, It's hard. You know, I, I made the jump to full time podcasting right before the pandemic. Not a great time to make a jump like that, I might add. Um, it definitely made things a little more exciting. But um, I will say that fortunately, you know, a lot of the customers that I have, you know, I have long standing relationships with them. So that didn't change too much. Um, and I have had the opportunity to talk to a lot of them. And, you know, some. You know, it, it's interesting. Um, we just recently moved, so I want to throw this in the mix too. Um, we are in a more rural area now. Uh, the little city we live in has like five or six thousand people, but we're near some other wow. other cities. Um, and in the floral industry, like the florists, are seem to be in this little neck of the world. Cranking it out still. I mean, I am amazed at how busy mm-hmm. they are. Um, I see a lot of them regularly and they're I mean, weddings, regular work. I mean, it's it's almost like you would never know anything is going on. Um oh, wow. up in Atlanta, it's very different. Um right. and I don't and I don't know if just the sense of small community, um, because we know people maybe that we We have a higher degree of trust, but in the bigger city, you know, in Atlanta, a lot of the people I know there, you know, um, I heard recently one of the event companies, uh, like they finished up, I want to say maybe three weeks ago and like, they didn't have any other weddings on the books till April. And then, and then they got pushed to October. And so it's kind of like, you know, it's hard enough surviving a year without any real income But then now, are we looking at another six months to eight months? I mean, that's going to be really hard. Um, You know, the customers that I have that uh, were in the event, not the event business, but like they did a lot of weeklies, hotels, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, They have picked back up. I won't say they're full swing because they're nowhere near occupancy, but they're still there. There's still some budget there that they're working on. Um, A lot of corporate businesses like that have kind of come back also, even though many of them are working virtually, um, I guess they're still doing a little bit. The floors still are very hit or miss though up there from what I've heard, you know, where they may have a a good week and then the next week might not be so good. And so I have a feeling that Christmas has been strong um, for many people. But now that Christmas is over, I have a feeling it's going to go go away for a little while you know maybe till Valentine's Day or who
0: knows. yeah yeah well I mean considering that they can't really go out to eat not quite the way they did before or travel and you know or I don't know other date night things I guess activities so I'm thinking and hoping that we'll see what happened during Mother's Day in the middle of the pandemic in the middle of you know, all states being closed or most states being closed. So I'm hoping to see some of that for Valentine's day. And I'm hoping that's enough of a push for some of this, especially retail shops kind of continue going, you know, and I personally have been fortunate enough to have my income being steady from the dental side. Like I haven't really relied on the flower side of things as the sole, you know,
1: uh,
0: financial side of things, right. As far as, uh, you know, um, that goes, I could not have done it yeah. as a florist. Yeah. I couldn't have done it. There's just, I would I would, I would have gone under. Um, not gone, business-wise, I wouldn't have gone under because I've got all of my things set up properly before even the pandemic because, you know, I had to do complete business reshift. But if there's no weddings happening or you, your wedding goes from 150 people to 10 people, right. you know, it's, it's a big difference. So yeah, I, I, my heart goes out to all of those florists that that had to shut down their doors. And I've heard of quite a few and I do hear some doing, they're busier than ever and they're doing amazing things. And it's like, yeah, it's been strange.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I think the hardest part for the industry is definitely, I mean, everyone's been impacted. I don't want to Belittle any of that. But I think the wedding and event business, the hospitality end of our, our industry, um, I think has definitely had the the biggest hit because, um, they, it's just, it's just so hard. And, and I feel like, you know, it's harder for them to pivot a lot of times and to find ways to do that. I mean, I, I am excited to hear, um, of different people that have reached out, um, you know, uh, one of our past guests and a friend, I know we had her on, um, I want to say it was Mother's Day, um, mm-hmm. is Amy Osaba. And Amy mm-hmm. you know, had partnered with a restaurant and the restaurant was Fantastic. pre-selling meals. And so you could like pick up this pre-done meal and you had the option, or I don't know if they made them do it or if it was just an option to check, but you know, they were selling hundreds of bouquets to go with that. Now, that's not normally right. what they do. And, um, and it's very different to order and plan and be strategic about that producing, you know, hundreds of bouquets in the short window of time, but they did it and it was really great. And I feel like, you know, there's, you really do have to think outside the box. Is there some Mm -hmm. other business you can partner with? You do a pop-up shop. Um, you know, people I know are are in lockdown in a lot of places, but you know, if you can partner with a restaurant that's delivering food or has curbside service or something like that, then, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe a local wine shop or something that, you know, you can partner with. Um, but it's, it definitely requires thinking outside the box and, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I just, you know, it's going to be a long next six months, but I, I feel like, I think more than ever, I feel like people are going to be hungry for flowers. And mm-hmm. I, I know I just got done talking with a farmer just the other day and, and they're planning on quadrupling their sunflower production because they think the demand is going to be that high. And I'm like, oh, wow. they fortunately have space to do that. Not everybody does. But, um, uh, you know, I know a lot of people, I know another, uh, I think they've been on your podcast too, the Grateful Gardeners. Uh, Yes. They are such a sweet couple. And I know like they're planning on expanding some of their operation. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, I think there's good things that are on the other side of it. We just got to hold our breath.
0: They're the ones doing the poppy share. Are they? Yes, I'm so excited. cannot wait. I know. Yeah, I, I, when I'm she sent those photos, just, <laughs> uh, you know, come visit in Maryland. I have a guest bedroom. There you go. You can play with puppies too. <laughs> for one <June>. day. <laughs> for one day. They're going to last for one day. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's uh, I'm, I'm very excited. And th- they are actually um, definitely one of the growers in the area they are, that are continuously thinking outside of the box and trying to build these partnerships with um, the designers. You know, they're seeing themselves as not necessarily, hey, I grow flowers and I sell flowers. Here you go. They are more on the side of like, hey, what would make your life easy? Hmm. You know, what are you what are you looking for? You know, what can I do to do things better and so on? So it's, you know, and they're not the only ones actually in our area that, that are doing those things. And it's it's really refreshing to see that, honestly. Yeah. So yeah, I've visited their gardens multiple times. It's, it's, beautiful it's a it's not enormous it's a small slice of heaven but they just you know inquire new lands so like i'm super excited to see what they're gonna do with that so yeah no this this is great so scott let's talk podcasting a little bit okay. so yeah this was this crazy idea you're like all right fine i'm gonna go do this thing hey family how are, how, how are your thoughts so they're <laughs> on board but what has that done for you
1: what has that done for me? Um, I feel like, you know, podcasting has just, I don't know, given me the opportunity to really hone in and focus on many of the things I've always enjoyed the most in our industry. Um, I enjoy talking about you know sometimes i don't feel like we have the opportunity to really dig deep on certain issues but then when it comes to other things that are important whether it's um trying to minimize our use of floral foam or um or or searching out you know okay I want to have more local flowers in my production. You know, mm-hmm. how do I do that? How do I find that out? You know, being able to talk about these things and help encourage people to to know: number one, you can do it; number two, right. you know, those people are out there. You know, how can you help and and find and um and and build community with growers and stuff to to kind of help um, everyone sort of elevate. Um, mm-hmm. I, that's been really great. I, you know, I feel like um, there's been some incredible people that I didn't know that I've had the opportunity to meet. I mean, Kiana Underwood, what an, uh, she's just so sweet and so generous. And um, was, you know, you asked me earlier about a surprise and I didn't really have an expectation, but um, you just kind of felt like instantly you were like these friends you could have, you could talk for, you know, Yeah. Hey, come over for coffee. You know, (laughs) Um, it's, that's been kind of cool. Um, uh, Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I I feel like the one thing I do want to say that, and you probably, I hope that, that you have the same experience. Um, Every now and then we get some feedback that isn't super positive because maybe they don't understand why I interviewed a person. The thing, about, right. the thing about it is that the thing I'm I've learned and continue to learn is we can all learn from each other Absolutely. at any stage. You know, whether you've been doing it a year or two or you've been doing it 30 years, I feel right. like, you know, we all have something we bring to the table, we bring to the conversation. And and yeah, maybe, maybe it's not something that's new to me, but it's new to somebody else. And, but I'm amazed continually how many times I walk away from an interview and I'm just like, wow, that's really good. I re- I needed, I needed to hear that. Um, right. and, and I feel like if I needed to hear it, then there's someone else out there that probably needed to hear it too. And I, and it even makes, I got goosebumps saying that because I even feel like then, you know, I'm helping someone else through this effort, through this, you know, trying to right. serve our community. Um, through a podcast, and it's so hard. I mean, I don't know if you feel this way sometimes, but I feel like um, the potential for information is like this gigantic fire hydrant that the you know—you just can you just gush. Yes. But we're limited yes. to this audio for, format, and it's kind of like, okay, so how do I serve this community in strictly an audio format the best I can? And, and you know what, I'm just thankful because it just, it just seems to happen every single week. You know, Um, Mm -hmm. know, we produce an episode. I know we, for the very first time we took two weeks off and we didn't release an episode. Um, And yet I'm still getting messages from people and, you know, words of encouragement and it's really been great. But it's kind of like usually we even when we go to replay a popular episode, it requires a lot of work to get it ready for that re-air. And we just decided right. for the holidays with us moving and new home and new stuff going on that right. we we'll take a little bit of a break um, and prepare for the new year because we've got big plans for the new year. And I I feel like um, you know it's all good. It's all good. So
0: right. Wow.
1: Well how about you
0: I this is how I feel sometimes I feel incredibly selfish sometimes (laughs) and I'll tell you why and this sounds really weird but I sometimes feel like I am doing this podcast for me (laughs) myself and I yeah that's really selfish Not not from a selfish perspective though like I do want to serve this industry, right? But there are interviews that you get in and it's like, I just want to discover this person, right? Mm -hmm. I just want to get to know this person. And I forget that this interview is for the world to hear, right? Or or whomever's listening because it, it just feels so right. It gets so connected. And at the end of the day, I walk away, I'm like, wow, that was so good, but I felt so selfish because I was like, like I feel so gratified from it, right? Because that, that connection you just made with this person. And of course, there's always to be learned. So yeah, I feel a little selfish sometimes, I have to say. But at the end of the day, like you said, if I wanted to hear these things, if I wanted to get to know this person on some level or not, I'm not the only person there has to be somebody else right and if i have if i buy this rich one person
1: yeah
0: now thousands just one single person and if it touched one single person made that person's day better made them laugh taught them something gave them a different perspective yes. at a at a bare minimum made them smile i don't know i think i succeeded right yes yeah so, And I kind of feel like that after the interviews. So, you know, I haven't had negative comments really yet, but I'm also kind of new, but I'm bracing myself because I'm pretty sure it's going to come one day. Um, You know.
1: Well, I will say this. I'm going to interrupt for a second. The negative comments have always been very constructive. They've not been. But I was going to say, yeah, like, yeah, they've never, okay. and there not right. been many, but it, but, but, and I always appreciate it because I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. this is what's going to help us be better. Right. Um, oh, absolutely. And I feel like, but
0: I welcome it. Yeah. There you
1: go. There you go <laughs> <laughs> for it.
0: Well, I mean, the, the reality is, you know, if you always hear what you want to hear, which is always we all wanna hear the positive, I mean, you know, if yeah. constructive or not. But you know, then we're never gonna be uncomfortable. And for me, you never grow from a place of comfort. Mm. Right? Absolutely. As a human, as a business owner, as a designer, as whatever, on however many levels you want to, you know. So there has to be a degree of discomfort, I feel like, for us all to grow. So again, I in what in that sense, I absolutely welcome it. So and you know, and you're doing a great job. So you know, even if it's constructive, like you said, it is helpful mm-hmm. because absolutely. if you didn't know, you you wouldn't be able to change that, right? So it's kind of in fact, I think like, I'll be very thankful for it because the honesty, you know, that this person actually had the courage to share this also, I feel like, you know, it counts for something.
1: Oh, absolutely. And, and in fact, it's been funny because um, uh, one person specifically, um, I reached, you know, we went back and forth a little bit. And um, I recently spoke with her on the phone. And, you know, and then I, as I got to speak to her, I'm kind of like, I think we need to have you on as a guest. And and it was <laughs> and, funny because, you know, it's like you just, you know, you can spend a lot of time just going through social media, going through Instagram, going through the internet and finding people. And it's kind of like, sometimes there's just, some hidden treasures, you know, and yeah. and you just you you come across people and you're just like, oh my gosh, why, you know, so thankful that we had this conversation. So, anyway, yeah, I agree, I agree. We all get better through that, and I think we all want to be better. I mean, I definitely know I do, and so yeah,
0: yeah. I I am yet to meet a person who wakes up in the morning and says, "Today I'm just gonna coast." Not too good. <laughs> just just. just. And I'm terrible. That's it. Today's the day. I'm just gonna do this on purpose now. That is, you know, we all we all do the best we can with given um, opportunities and knowledge and experiences and so on. And I think if there's anything that came out of this pandemic was grace and patience. Yes. It makes any sense? Yes. Um totally I personally great. have down, not on purpose initially, but then I realized how important and valuable that was and i'm sort of clinging on to that piece not to let it go you know so i'm like this cannot go away with when pandemic goes away but um so so scott i i really really truly enjoyed our conversation thank you you know thank you for taking the time and you know it's the holidays it's all of these things and you just moved recently so there's there's just a lot going you got a lot going on you know (laughs) a little bit a little
1: bit but i i appreciate the time and thank you so much and you know and i feel like in a lot of ways you know the the more you know, the more stories that are being told, the more people can learn, the more um, information's out there, the vehicles that we create to to help people get their message out. Um, I, I just think it's it's all good. So thank you so much.
0: Uh, so I know you have some exciting things coming up that you cannot talk about yet. <laughs> so I'm like dying to know what those are. We're, we'll all find out together, I guess, soon enough. Soon enough. So congratulations. Good luck. It sounds like you, um, you know, you you went through some pivotal moment in your career and I feel like this is all going to work out really nicely for you. Um, But yeah, um, in last parting, um, you know, in last parting words, what would you like to say to our community?
1: Well, I guess I'd just like to say, you know, everybody, uh, I feel like we have all been through so much this year And it's been exciting and encouraging to see the stories of different people as they've, Mm -hmm. you know, risen to the challenge that is there. And some people are still in the thick of it, and it's really hard. And, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, if there's a way, you know, if there's information, I mean, I'm sure you feel the same way. If there's something that um you know i can try to find information have guests on have people on that will help that transition for someone you know feel free to reach out to me you can do it through instagram you know we're on the flower podcast uh on instagram on facebook you can email me go to our website flowerpodcast.com you can do all those things um and just reach out because you know we want to have guests on that we feel like will help um, help people through this time, you know, we've had different, you know, just to take a second, you know, we've had people that have helped with coaching uh, through pivoting their, their jobs or website development or uh, marketing photo shoots, different things to help elevate those businesses. And, mm-hmm. and I feel like, you know, it, that's what, you know, you and I are doing, you know, we're trying to, to help people through that. And I think from a personal standpoint, I feel like, you know, we're going to get through this, we're going to be better for it on the other side. Hopefully, mm-hmm. we have we've had the opportunity to grow in knowledge to kind of put a few more tools in our toolbox. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's zooming or whatever, you know, whatever we're doing technology wise too, um, you know, working on our websites, doing different things. Um, but I, I do feel like we are going to get on the other side of this and we're going to be really a much stronger industry for having been through it. And I just. I have to, I just have to cling to the fact that I know people out there want flowers, they want beauty, and they're ready to get back to that. And um, I know I am. And so, um, same, yeah, so I guess, I guess that's what I would share.
0: That was beautiful. Thank you. We will make sure that we share all the information on our show notes so people know how to find you. But you guys, it's pretty simple. The Flower Podcast. (laughs) There you go.
1: It's everywhere. That's right.
0: It's everywhere. <laughs> and I'm very happy about that. Yeah. Well, thanks, Scott. Best of luck. And please do share when all those exciting projects come to fruition.
1: I'll do it. Thank you so much.
0: All right, bye. Well, it's a wrap. Thank you, everyone, for listening, for tuning in to Viva La Flora Live podcast. We'll see you next week.